Welcome to the Long Run Podcast. My name is Weston Downing, and even though this podcast has nothing to do with running, it has everything to do with running the race of your life. Our heart behind this podcast is to help Christ followers navigate life and teach you how to live out your faith so you can make your life count in the long run of eternity. With that being said, here's another episode of the Long Run Podcast. Welcome back, Long Run listeners. Weston Downing here, sitting across from Robbie Flack. Robbie, uh, why didn't we put on out put out an episode uh, last Monday? Because I ate too much Thanksgiving food and was napping. You know, I'm not going to put that on you because as soon as he texted me and said, you know what, I'm with the fam, probably ain't going to happen, I said, oh, praise God, I don't want to go record one either. Grace abounds. <laughs> grace abounds. The thermostat is set to grace. <laughs> the thermostat is set to grace. As my friend Fields Faust always says. <laughs> Shout out to Fields. Shout out Fields. You know, he listens every week. Well, we hope you all had a great Thanksgiving. Um, we're here to talk about gluttony this week because I'm sure none of us <laughs> experienced or committed a sinful act of gluttony this past Thanksgiving Speaking break. Speaking of sin. Speaking of sin, we're talking about how to kill sin today. Mm. Mm. What do you think about that? That's Robbie? a barn burner right there. It's a barn burner. Everyone just sat up in their chairs. <laughs> it's starting to get hot in the car, and I promise you it's not the heat that's on. <laughs> All right, let me ask you this. I'm going to start out with a question. This is something I hear quite a bit from people. Okay. People will say, okay, why are we worried about sinning? If God, sounds kind of dumb, but, but some of us genuinely think this. Why are we worried about sinning if God already forgives us and we're not going to be perfect anyway? It's kind of, I mean, it's a, mm-hmm. when you're using human logic, of course it sounds okay. So why worry about fighting sin in your life if you're not going to be perfect anyways and God already forgives you for your sin if you're saved? Yeah, that is a great question. I'm sure a lot of people, even if they don't ask that, they probably think that, you know, it's like, ah, it's, it got, you know, it's been forgiven by God. You know, it's not that big of a deal. I mean, I've, I've definitely thought that um, from time to time, <laughs> that is, if we're being honest. I mean, that is the question that Paul talks about in Romans 6, right? So he says, you know, should we just keep on sinning because there's grace, you know, it abounds. Um, speaking of grace, and well, for one, he literally says, like, you cannot, meaning, as Christians, we have a new nature. So literally, if if we have, if we're believers, if our hearts have been transformed by the gospel, we literally can't go on sinning the way that we used to as, as unbelievers because we have a new nature. Um, so that's one thing is like literally as Christians, when we sin, it just like it really convicts us. We should feel convicted. We should feel miserable. Um, and who wants to stay, you know, convicted by sin forever? And so that's built into our new nature as believers. Um, so we can't stay there. You know, we can't just go on sinning. And then I'd also say that on the other side of, of the equation, I mean, our whole goal as believers and, you know, here in this earth, well, one of our, our main goals is to be more and more transformed into the image of Christ. Right. And so obviously that means becoming more and more sanctified, to use a big, big word, becoming more holy, less sinful. Um, and so that entails, if we're going to be faithful to the Bible, we have to, you know, that entails fighting sin. Yeah. And I mean, it's kind of a... It's kind of a sinful motivation that's hidden or tucked away within that question because it's mm-hmm. just like it's all about what it has to do with you and not just becoming like Christ. Yeah. Or not 
um, doing the things that God would like us to do. Mm-hmm. You know, it's more just like, well, I want to do what I want to do. Yeah, it's totally looking at life and sin from my perspective and not thinking about it from God's perspective, which is typically what we do. I mean, we normally think about how does this affect me or how does maybe how does this affect other people? And we don't think like, what? how is this affecting my relationship with God? Like when I'm doing this sin, whatever it is, which I think we should think more about. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, we should definitely fight or kill sin in our life. I mean, the topic, you know, the topic, I mean, the episode title is how to kill sin. Do you Mm -hmm. think you can actually kill sin in your life? So say you've got, and we're talking about like, obviously like, okay, we can draw a theological line if we start talking about habitual sin and stuff like that. But like, yeah, honestly, just speaking how we all talk, you've got this thing that you do and it's an act of sin and there's and it's I'm sorry I'm laughing. There's this fly that's on our table right now, and we've literally flicked it, and it, it won't fly away. It's, it can't fly. It's not flying. So now we call it a walk. <laughs> it's a walk. It's not a fly anymore. Anyway, back to the point. So killing sin in life, like, is it actually possible to kill sin? You've got this act of sin or this sin in your life that's been around, and you've just kind of kept it around like a like a pet lion or a pet dog, and it's been kind of cute, but now it's becoming bigger and it's festered into something greater and you're like okay i probably need to get rid of this or maybe it's you're just trying to ignore it or you've always ignored it's there whatever it may be is it actually possible to kill it though Mm, that is a good question because i mean if we're not going to be perfect we got to be i mean we're going to keep sinning somehow like we need to understand that right but like so let me answer your question with a question oh gosh so paul and in Colossians 3 5. He's, he tells us to do exactly what you're saying. Says, I know it. I memorized this last week. Okay. Well, hit me with it. Therefore, put to death, uh, <laughs> therefore, put to death what belongs to your earthly nature yep. sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desire, and greed, which is idolatry. Colossians 3 5. Boom. Man, you've been killing it in scripture memory. Uh. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> thank you. I'm proud of you. Yeah, thank you. Wow, I didn't even know you were going to bring that so, up. So, Colossians 3, 5, it literally, Paul literally commands us, so God is commanding us to put to death. So if God commands oh, us to do something, does that mean that we're able to do it? I would say so, yes. So I just answered my own question. Well, I feel like an idiot. Okay, so we can put it to death. I would say yes, it's possible to put sin to death well that's hope because we're commanded to do it and i don't think god commands us to do anything that we're incapable of as believers like as we walk in the in the power of the holy spirit and that doesn't mean we're not going to continually fall into sin because we know we still have like the presence of sin living in us because we're in our earthly bodies so we're not under the power of sin or the penalty of sin but we still have the presence of sin living in us Got to have some alliteration. Love that. Uh, or wouldn't we a Christian podcast? Um, but why would we want to kill sin? Obviously, we're convicted by the Holy Spirit, and we should have, like we said, a greater concern that God, we're going against what God says, and we, we might have a lightened view of sin even more so. But also, like, it is driving a wedge in between us and our relationship with Christ. Mm-hmm. That's like when David sinned. I mean, he broke just about all the Ten Commandments when he had his affair with Bathsheba, from murdering her husband to lying to, I'm sure he dishonored his father and mother and all that. 
And then, like you see in the Psalms, where he came to the point, I don't, I think the timeline matches up. You can correct me if I'm wrong. As I always say, you went to seminary. You should know. Um, <laughs> should know. <laughs> you, sh- you read your Bible. You should know. And he's come to this point where he's like, God, restore the joy of my salvation. Mm-hmm. Psalm 51. Yeah. Yep. And it's also interesting because he says against you, you only have I sinned. Mm-hmm. I think it's in the same chapter, maybe. It's personal. Um, but I just think that's to your point. He's. I mean, he's obviously sinned against Bathsheba, against, you know, he killed her husband, so he, you know, committed murder. Um, you know, he lied, he covered stuff up, but he, ultimately he knows that he ultimately sins against the Lord himself. Mm-hmm. And I think we forget about that a lot. We think about like, oh, I lied, or I told a little white white, white lie, or I, you know, might have hurt that person by something I said, I might have offended them. But we don't think too often about how serious our sin is before God. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. What would you say? Like, do you feel like people, like Christians, um, that you're, you know, that you're around, do you feel like we take sin seriously? Mm, that's a good question. I feel like we, ooh, that's a really good question. I'm thinking about the circles I run around. And the circles I run around, like my closed circle, yes, now, but maybe not so much. And I feel, Okay, generally no. I'll say generally no because I don't like I'm not in the minds of the people, but if you're not in like a community for me, it's like close guys where you're talking about the sin you're dealing with and how to deal with it and kill it and you're praying over each other like mm-hmm. if you're not doing that, I don't think you take it seriously. Yeah. Okay, so we're talking about how to kill it. Obviously, to kill something you fight it for a little while, but before you get to it's like, all right, are you actually fighting it, though? And if you're trying to do that in isolation, it's it's probably like trying to fight or kill something. It's like trying to kill a deer with, like, your arms tied behind your back. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, you are, you're trying, but, like, this is not really Scripture-based, like, like, the best yeah, way. It ain't going to work. I don't know. What do you think? Do you feel like we take it serious or not? I mean, I would say no. Like, I don't feel like I take sin super seriously. I mean, I would say even in you know accountability groups that have been a part of it's like i think as humans we are wired to try to minimize our own sin and i think that is a result of pride in us so we want to minimize it we want to believe that we're not as bad as we think we are or as we really are we don't want to look at things from god's perspective certainly we want to look at them and compare ourselves to other people like i'm not as bad as he is or she is or whatever um and we talk in generalities like most of the time we when we're even when we're confessing sin we're talking in generalities or we're kind of like just glossing over stuff like, oh, yeah, I messed up a little bit or, you know, I, I just keep I keep struggling with this. And it's like, are we actually trying to put sin to death? I would say typically no. Like we're typically not taking sin that seriously. Well, after you say that, I'm convicted and I don't take sin seriously now that you say that. I mean, I think it's true of all of us. Uh, so. Yeah, I think you are right. I do. I think about our guys group that we meet on Monday nights. Shout out to the guys group. Um, doesn't really make a difference. I know they don't listen to this anyway. So <laughs> Faithful. <laughs> Hashtag faithful. Faithful listeners. Faithful listeners. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I know that for sure. Even guys are more restrained to just, like, open up and talk about their feelings. But I think everybody across the board, like you're saying, like we do want to make ourselves feel better and not really talk about – sin and it's sin mm-hmm. is like a even like when you're sharing the gospel if you have to use the word sin you're like 
even have to like preface you're like no no this is like a churchy word like i don't know we try to stay away from the words and even i feel like like we were talking about before we recorded i don't know what do you think Mm -hmm. well and i think you know you'll see the same people struggling with the same sins over and over and over and i think a really i mean we'll get into this probably when we talk about how to actually fight sin or kill sin but you can tell if someone actually takes it seriously by how seriously they're taking steps to fight that sin or like are they actually like seeking to kill it or are they just kind of like saying you know confessing the same sin every week and then guys are like oh man yeah we'll you know we'll pray for you whatever um but i think a good question to ask is like what steps are you taking to really fight this sin or really try to put it to death in your life because i mean jesus talks about you know if your hand or your eye causes you to sin like gouge it out cut it off and i think he's just saying we need to be really serious and, and take serious steps to uh, avoid sin or fight sin in our life. Romans 3.14, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh mm. to gratify its desires. Yeah, that's good. I mean, I feel like a lot of times we're, we make a lot of provisions for the flesh by just putting ourselves in situations where we know we're going to fall into sin or not really taking it that seriously or, or not being willing to confess things. Yeah, I think we did a lot. All right, if you can put some meat on the bones and, like, talk about, like, more openly, like, you've talked with a lot of guys. Like, I know for guys all across the board, young adults, pornography is a big thing. And, mm-hmm. I mean, it's the steps that we always heard. But, you know, if you're struggling with that, putting your phone on the other side of the room, not getting in the bed with your phone, locking up your phone, uh, not even taking your phone into the room at night, buying an actual alarm clock so you can't say, well, you know, I yeah. use my phone as an alarm. Just it's not it's not that going in the room with your phone is a sin because that's being legalistic when you're saying no one can go no mm-hmm. no you know no guy can take their phone into their room or whatever or have internet browsers open at night or anything because then that's being legalistic but yeah. it's being smart and it's when you're just like I don't need to do that because mm-hmm. I get tempted in that way yeah I mean that's a huge topic obviously and i think you know what the pharisees were guilty of in the the new testament was making their own like their own preferences into laws that they made other people follow so if you're like yeah if you it's sin for you to take your phone into your room at night or whatever like you're saying like obviously that wouldn't be a sin but like lust is adultery like jesus calls a spade a spade like calls a sin a sin um he's really clear about that and so i see yeah, in the conversations that I have and the guys that I've, you know, talked to um, that are struggling with pornography and, and, and women too, obviously. But um, I just see where people are saying on one hand, they're saying that they, you know, are falling into that sin, but they're not taking any steps to really fight it. So they're not willing to take the necessary steps to like get down into it and like, you know, lock up their phone, like have accountability software on it. Um get totally i mean what if someone who struggled with it on their computer just got rid of their computer like or were never or they like only kept it at someone how someone else's house where they could only use it when other people were there or think about like what if you were just never alone like or what if you had you know all these things like there's some pretty serious steps that you might have to take but it seems like if you really take the sin seriously and your walk with god seriously we should be willing to take those steps that's a good point it's probably not popular but all right, so what are some actual steps that you can take to begin killing sin? 
excuse me, to begin killing, <laughs> to begin killing sin in your life, what are some steps you can actually start to take? Hmm. Now, of course, That's it's good, yeah. it's, of course it's different for every type of specific sin, such mm-hmm. as like pornography, or if I don't know if you got a lying addiction. Like I don't mm-hmm. like me. Like I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I think yeah. There's all these. Oh, there's obviously thousands of sins that we could talk about, but I think there's probably some basic general rules that apply like one i think you got to identify be as specific as possible with your sin like get down into what is the nitty-gritty of what sin are we actually talking about um you know so you know you need to be willing to go into kind of like dive into it and you're not just talking about like oh yeah i'm just kind of like you know just kind of like don't feel content right now you know it might you might actually need to say like, no, I'm just, I'm coveting all this stuff that I don't have. And it's causing me to be discontent because I'm constantly looking at this person, seeing what they have that I don't, and it's making me miserable. Um, so we need to say, yeah, I'm guilty of the sin of coveting, um, the 10th of the 10 commandments. Um, so call the sin what it is, I think is a good way to start. Um, examine what causes you, like, what are the causes of like, what brings that up? Um, whether it's a certain person, situation um, that you're putting yourself in, um, just identify what causes you to fall into that sin. And I think that makes, that helps you be able to fight it. Um, And then I think you want to get, you want to bring other people into that situation. Like if you're struggling with habitual sin, like the same sins a lot, one of the best things to do is to bring other believers into that situation, be really honest with them. Here's what I'm struggling with. Here's the sin that I'm guilty of. Um, Will you help me fight this? One, by praying for, so like that's a good opportunity to pray for someone uh, and then talk about, you know, how can I help you fight this this sin and just like kind of get down into the root cause of it and try to fight those. Um, so I think those are a couple good like practical things that I think of. I don't know. What would you add? I'm only going to add a verse because I have nothing else to add. First John 1, 9 says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think, you know, personally in my life, the biggest thing has been actually confessing the sin because when you throw it out there, you're like, oh, this is, oh, this is, <laughs> this makes me feel bad. You yeah. know, it's like I begin to take it a little more serious than when I just try to deal with it in isolation or gloss over it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you start throwing it out there. And then, like you're saying, if you, you know, you keep coming around every week to the same group of guys and everybody like confesses their sin, we're like, oh, well. It's kind of depressing, you know. It's like everybody's yeah. just confessing their sin. Are we going anywhere, you know? And um, actually, how are we going to kill this thing? But mm-hmm. no, I thought what you said is pretty good. Yeah, I like the metaphor of like dragging it out into the light. Like First John also talks about like if you walk in the light, mm. it just talks about that that metaphor of like walking in the light. And I feel like sin thrives in the darkness. Like if we can hide stuff, if we can kind of keep it secret, if we can, you know kind of have it over here on the side, isolate it, compartmentalize our sin. It's always going to thrive and continue to live on. But it's like, I love the idea of just like dragging something out, like into the light, into the sunlight and letting, and I think a lot of that is confession and like putting that out there before God and before other people. And I think you just need some tough love too. Like what you said, if, um, you know, you, you said, um, what did you say? You said people take, you can see how seriously people take their sin by their actions Mm-hmm. But what they're willing to do to, like, kill that sin. Right. And I think it's even greater to look at if, I mean, that 
pertains directly to how you view God and your walk with Christ if you are not taking I mean, because I think we can like, oh, I'm trying to get to know God more, but if you're not killing sin, like that's just important mm-hmm. of how you're taking your walk with Christ and how seriously you're taking him. Yeah. I mean, as believers, we're never going to be separated from God, but our right. sin can build a barrier in our relationship with God, and we can feel distant from him. And, uh, you know, if we feel distant from God, probably one of the biggest reasons is because we're living in sin and we're not, you know, we're not trying to fight it. We're not, you know, trying to put it to death. Yeah, absolutely. My favorite quote uh, while we're on the topic of killing sin, uh, on the, on the, an old guy named John Owen, he was uh, one of the Puritans, um, but he says, be killing sin or it will be killing you. And uh, I think that's probably you know, probably says a lot of what we're saying right there is like, man, if you're not actively trying to put sin to death, it's going to be destroying your relationship with God and other people. It's pretty good. Just got an iPhone clip of him saying that. <laughs> we don't have cameras up for this. Uh, so no, that's good. If you're not actively trying to kill sin, it will be killing you. I think because we sometimes float in the middle and we're like, ah, oh, it's just kind of it's not killing me. I'm not killing it. It's just kind of there. But no, that's good. Really puts it into perspective of what it's doing to us. Cause I think a lot of times this goes back into the, why we should be killing sin is we do not think about the actual consequences for sin. Mm-hmm. Like obviously, yes, the Holy spirit convicts us and we shouldn't do it because God said not to do it. But then like, it's also good to think about the actual consequences that come from your action of sin because it's, it is killing you. And it's hurting you in some way, or you might be even hurting other people with it. Mm-hmm. And so you can like play that out in all the different situations or circumstances. But, okay, so I have another question. So what if you, all right, you're coming to the point, you're killing the sin in your life, and you're seeing progress. And like you do, and there's like hope, and you're like, okay, wow, I'm, I'm making progress in this secret sin that was once in the darkness. I'm taking it out into the light with my community or life group or discipleship group. And I'm sharing this. I'm confessing it. We're getting places. There's maybe longer periods of time in between when I did partake in that sin. I'm seeing progress. I I can see where somebody would easily look back and they're like, okay, but will I ever kill this? And if I do, is it sustainable? Like, will I just like almost like relapse in a way and like, then I just go back to this whole thing, and maybe it took me long to get here. What would you say to someone that's worried about, I guess, the sustainability of it? I don't know if that's the right way to ask it. Or, or, or like, um, how do you keep – okay, here's the question. How do you, like, keep from going back, though, once you mm-hmm. get there? And maybe, like, you get on cruise control, and then you just pop back into it, and then – I don't know. I could see where that would be a worry. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think – I mean, honestly, there's probably a good chance that you will fall back into it at some point. Mm. I mean, we are like, we have a sin nature still in us. So I would tell somebody that, yeah, I mean, there's, you might like, that's no excuse to not fight the sin, like continue to like run hard after, you know, run away from sin, flee it, um, chase after Christ. But like, if you do fall back in, I thought that's not a time for hopelessness or a time to be like, man, why does, you know, to go all the way back to, man, you know, why does it, you know, does this even matter? Like if I'm just going to mess up again, like why do I even fight this? It's like, no, that's the time when we really go back to the gospel and remind ourselves that we are like, we're a new creation. 
we're in Christ, we're like we're we're new, we have a new nature, we're not ruled over by this sin, and we have been given the tools to fight against it. So I mean it was just like it's just going back to the basics again of reminding ourselves what's true and just continuing to fight it. If you if you do fall back into the sin at some point. Yeah. No. Yeah, that's good. Um because I can definitely it's the habits that you have to break, I feel like in the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you've had if you've been doing this act of sin or this pattern or this habit for three years, like it's going to be a lot of work to break it. And yet, you could just you know relapse you know back into it. But like you said, no, that's good. And that there is hope, and you do have to remember the gospel. And if it's you know if it's gotten to that point where this is even for if you've gone through that sin and you're going to that dry season with your walk with Christ, but you know it's every day when you wake up, it's just reminding yourself of the gospel. Mm-hmm. I mean, because that's... Yeah, I mean, that's good. So on that point, it's like if you want to know how seriously we should take sin, I think you look at the cross. So how do we know how much God hates sin? Well, he killed his son, Jesus, on the cross. Like he put him to death because he had to pay the penalty for our sin. Like that's how he chose to pay the penalty. or That's how he, he had to, uh, to as the substitute for us. Uh, to receive, you know, the mercy of God. Um, but also you look at that and you say, how do we know we have victory over sin? Hmm. Well, because Jesus died and then re- was resurrected to, to show us that he actually had the power to conquer sin and death. Um, he defeated it once for all. And so just in the cross and in the resurrection, we have the seriousness of sin, but we also have the great hope of the gospel, which is that sin's been put to death uh, in the, you know, in the cross as well. No, that's good. And just to recap, obviously we need to take sin serious in our life, just the actual physical consequences it has on us um, if we look at it from God's point of view. And then there's one more. Am I missing one? Actual consequences, God's (laughs) point of view. (laughs) I feel like there was one more. Let me circle back. There maybe was. We need to take sin seriously. If you're not killing sin, it's killing you. That's my big takeaway from it. Well, that's good. Robbie, uh, is there anything that we're missing that you feel like we need to add or didn't cover? Well, I just, to kind of bring everything together, I feel like one of my favorite uh, just parables that Jesus tells um, is when he's at the Pharisee's house. His name's Simon, and that woman comes and, uh, you know, puts perfume on his feet. That mm-hmm. story, it's in Luke 7. Uh, but I think it helps us understand sin. So he says, Simon, I want to tell you a story. There was two men who owed a king a debt. One owed him like millions of dollars, like a huge sum. And then he said another guy owed him maybe thousands of dollars. And he says, neither one could pay him back, so the king forgave both of the men their debt. And then he says, Simon, which which of these men do you think love the king more? And he says, well, I guess the one who you know had been forgiven the bigger debt. And Jesus says, yes, he who, you're correct, he who has been forgiven little loves little, but he who has been forgiven much loves much. And so I think for me what that says about this topic of sin is that if we, we have to recognize that we ourselves are incredibly, incredible sinners who are guilty, like incredibly guilty of all of the sin against God. But when we see that we've been forgiven in Christ, that should just make us love Christ all that much more. Because we know we've had a huge debt forgiven. So I feel like back circling back to what we said at the beginning, if we don't take our sins seriously, we're not really going to appreciate the gospel. Because we're going to be like, yeah, I'm, I'm not that bad of a person. Like, yeah, Jesus died for me. Yeah, I'm a, a believer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But unless we really understand the depth of our own sin against God, we're not going to love Jesus 
with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And so I think actually this is a topic that if we take it seriously, if we really fight sin, it's actually going to propel us to greater love for Christ just as we understand the gospel more and more. So there's there's kind of my last two cents. Those two cents were worth more than two cents in my book, friend. <laughs> that was good. Well, Robbie, this was a good topic. Uh, appreciate your advice and uh, advice. <laughs> your advice and not killing the fly on the table as we are going to work to kill sin in our life. Let's do it. We appreciate you guys listening. Feel free to shoot us a message if you have any ideas, people we should have on, or things you would like us to talk about. Other than that, rate us, review us five stars, or don't leave anything at all. We don't want it. We don't want the haters. (laughs) All right, we'll see you guys next week. Catch you later.